one. There it is. We are ready to rock and roll. We are. We are back at it yet again. What day is it? It's Tuesday? All day. All day, all day. All right. We got a fun one ready for all of you, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to increase your sales, uh, you're going to want to tune in. Check it out today. Here we go. The Carrier Experience Podcast is a show for anyone who wants to grow their agency and be a titan of the insurance industry. Learn from a panel of experts who share their agency struggles, their experiences with the nation's best carriers, and share the marketing secrets that successful insurance agents are using today. Now, here's your host, the insurance bro, James Cias. Boom! Bro! But I got it even better. So, all right, all you insurance pros out there, get ready for another episode with the insurance bro. Huh? Boom. Insurance <laughs> pros. Insurance pros, because that's who's listening today. It's a bunch of insurance pros who want to, you know, get better, want to improve their game. And, uh, I mean, that's what I'm doing by coming out here and, first of all, just reading all of these different articles and talking to all these different people. I'm trying to improve my game, so I know that that's what our audience is doing, too. And speaking of which, all you audience members out there, everybody listening, uh, if you wouldn't mind, before we jump into the full show, quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you are listening to us on. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Don't forget also to follow me on all of my social media, at Insurance Bro Show, and if you want to be a guest, would love to have you on, would love to chat with you, and uh get all of your secrets, uh, <laughs> get get all of your knowledge that you can share with everybody uh, who's listening in. If you want to be a guest, go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest, and we'd love to have you on and uh, chit-chat. Sounds like that it would, sounds like a good time. I mean, let's face like it, we're going to learn from each other. That's what we do on this show. Um, I see you added a new clip. I'm looking forward to using that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, here we go. Today's episode is uh, an article from New Horizons Insurance Marketing. So uh, we like pulling these articles and seeing, you know, what tips and tricks are out there on the interwebs. And, you know, we'll give our own two cents on these. So this one is 10 Psychological Hacks to Close More Insurance Sales. Psychological Hacks. So I'm thinking, um, first of all, of... Uh, of the brainy business, Melina Palmer's show, as always, uh, psychological hacks. It's uh, well, her, hers is the behavioral economics. So the science of why people buy. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to what this is going to say, how to kind of trick people's brains into buying from you is what it sounds like to me. I don't really want to say trick. Don't right? want to say because trick. Let's face it. The, the truth of the matter is you're not trying to trick anybody into doing anything. All you're right. doing is is laying it out in a way so that they can see the value in what it is that you're offering and how it's going to help them out. But you have to lay it out in a certain way, right? When you're talking sales, you have to lay it out. That's what your script is for. That's what these tips are for to help mm -hmm. you get that person to see the value that you're offering them. Makes sense. Yeah, I you're right. Trick is the bad word, but it is uh, beneficial to lay things out in a certain way so that it's friendlier to a possibly otherwise overworked brain. Boom. Are you ready to hit this thing off with the first Speaking one? Speaking of overworked brain, the very first one is to give less 
options. So the first thing that I want to say about this is as insurance agents, we are a trusted advisor. So our customers coming to us without the knowledge about the insurance industry that that we have. So they're coming to us and they're saying, this is what I have. This is what I need. This is my business. Find the policy that works for me. Get me the best policy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, I mean, they're always also looking for give me the cheapest policy, too. But cheapest and best don't necessarily go hand in hand. So we want to make sure that we're giving them the best policy, first and foremost, the one that's going to provide them with the most protections and obviously also try to find a way to make it fit within their budget. But what I don't like to do, what I'd never recommend to any agent is to provide two, three, four different options. When you're presenting a an insurance proposal to your customer, it, it's just the one. Don't present four different options and say, well, this is everywhere that, that we can go. Just stick to the one. This is the one that I think that you should have. This is why I believe in it. Uh, and and sell, again, always on, on the coverages. Tell them why you're recommending this one over any of the others. A confused mind will always say no. Right, a confused mind just it doesn't know what to do. Think about when you go to the buffet or when you go to a 7-Eleven, you're gonna grab a soda and then you go to the fountain drinks and there's all kinds of options. Not only is there, you know, you have your Coca-Colas and your Dr. Peppers and your root beers and all that stuff. Then they went and get all fancier on you and they're like, do you want cherry pumps in that? Do you want vanilla <laughs> pumps in that? Do you want diet version of that? Like all of a sudden you sit in front of the machine and you're like, what am I gonna pick? I don't even know. And, you, and now everybody behind you is getting all mad because you don't know what to choose. You're giving your client the same experience if you come up and you're like, carrier number one, carrier number two, carrier number three, carrier number four, which one do you want? First of all, they don't speak insurance anyway, so mm -hmm. they're not going to really know the difference. If you're going to focus your attention on options, talk about the options within the policy that you have decided to present to them. Don't present five different policies with five different carriers who operate in five different ways and five different payment methods. You don't need all that. Pick the one that you know is going to meet the needs of your client the best. Give them the options within that policy that you're offering them. And that's it. Let them choose yes or yes. And that's about it. Yes or yes. I like that. <laughs> Number two, don't let no be an answer. So it's uh it's kind of similar, right? It's it's taking away the options of taking away the option of of walking away. Um this is which one to, go ahead. Yeah to me this is one of those things where you know before I said a confused mind says no. Well the other thing is oftentimes when you hear the word no it isn't no and oh it's K N W O they just don't know enough to make that next step. And when you're talking sales, oftentimes it comes down to uh, the objections that are that are going to come into play. If you're not thinking ahead of time of the objections, I mean, when you're in, when you're in sales in whatever industry you're in, oftentimes the object objections are the same in that industry over and over and over again. So in insurance, you're going to come across the same objections. You're going to come across price. You're going to come mm -hmm, across mm -hmm. uh, frequency of payment. You're going to come across the uh, down payment, right? All these different things that are ahead of time so that you know are coming. If your presentation does not include those types of, of answers ahead of time, your answer is going to be no because your client just doesn't know everything they need to know yet. So make sure that you don't let no be an answer by providing them the objections ahead of time. Maybe you can start your presentation with something like, look, 
I'm going to, uh, I'm going to show you this, this policy that, that uh, I think would best meet your needs. However, the most common questions that I get asked are X, Y, and Z, and just lay them out on the table up front, be upfront with your objections. Uh, I, it, it reminds me of, of Eminem's movie, the eight mile, right? So if you ever watched Eminem's eight mile <laughs> at the <laughs> end of the movie, go. at the end of the movie, he's going to do a rap battle. And at the end of the rap battle, he decides that he goes first and he lays out everything. He talks about how he's white trash and how he comes from a broken home and lives in a trailer park. He lays out all the skeletons in his closet so that when the competition comes up, he can't say a thing because it, it was already said. I want you to take the same approach <laughs> when you're talking about that in your sales presentation. Come forward with the objections. Don't hide behind them. Mm -hmm. Put them out on the table first. Address them, and then at the end, the the you know when when they talk about closing, closing is nothing more than than you know when a client says yes, that's nothing more than what should happen when you have a good presentation. If you have a good presentation that. that you're that you're setting up ahead of time, then the natural response to that good presentation is a close. That's that's yep. to me the the don't let no be an answer. So it's that proper preparation and education, showing everything that that uh, there is to know about the coverages, sharing everything that they need to know about the coverages. It takes away that no because you've already presented them with all of the information. So uh, again, it's, you're not showing them a bunch of different options and saying which one do you want. You're just saying here's what I've got for you. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> showing them a, a bunch of different options saying, do you want this? You're just showing them, this is what I've got for you. Uh, which part of this do you want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. All right. Number three. Number three. Prioritize the fear of loss over the reward of gain. I love it. It's, it's right here on the article. I'm just going to read it. There's two ways of looking at it. You could save $10 a month by using this trick. Or... You're losing $10 a month by using this trick. By not using so, this trick. By not using this trick. There you go. So, you know, it's it's all about presentation. Dad always said, right, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So when you are presenting to a customer, when you're showing them these are these different, these are the different options, it's this is what you this is what you're saving, right? You're, you're saving $50 a month by not opting for this coverage or that coverage or, or whatever it might be, $50 a year. But this is what you're losing. These are the things that could happen. This is, uh, you know, I mean, this is kind of how, how the insurance game works, right? Uh, when we're talking to customers, especially our homeowners, and we want to make sure that they're properly covered in all these different areas, uh, we talk to them about that worst case scenario. This is the worst thing that could happen. And if you have a situation, you know, I, I was talking to uh, your brother-in-law actually, and uh, he, he was like, you know, I want to have a good policy in place because, you know, I, I got the truck and I got the boat and I got the house. And uh, what if, you know, I'm driving down the road and I lose control of the boat and it goes off and, you know, like this is the worst case scenario, right? The, the trailer goes off, the boat goes into the, the car next to him, causes a huge crash, this whole thing. Next thing you know, you're you're liable for, for all of those different losses. Yeah, I mean, and, and there goes your house, there goes your income, there goes everything. So prioritizing that fear of the loss over the reward of gain. Okay, cool. If you didn't pay for that policy, you save an extra 100 bucks a month. I like right. how you also use the uh, the did you know driving your car could cost you your home and that's right. another version of you know prioritize that fear of loss like I don't want to lose my home what are you talking about and that's that grabs their attention uh, the moment you have their attention now you have now you have the capability to present the story that is involved there right you hook them then you got the story then you can then you can present the offer 
Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. And, and almost every sales presentation that you're that you're talking about, hook, story, and offer is the way to go. Uh, if you want to learn more about hook, story, and offer, by the way, check out Russell Brunson's books. Uh, on uh, he's got dot com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets, and he talks about the psychology of selling things to people uh, using, uh, using different types of sales scripts. And so understanding that, that hook that you just grab their attention. And then once you have their attention, you can tell the story just like James did telling the story about the potential loss for a boat, the potential loss for a car crash. And all of a sudden you've painted the picture. Now you can present your offer that meets the need of the story or the pain point that you've just, uh, ex uh that you've just showed your potential client. So that's what it's talking about. Prioritize the fear of loss over the reward of gain. All right. 100%. Number four, Ham. Number four. Number four. Take the sale away. So taking the sale away is explaining to your customer when they're no longer going to be eligible for the sale. So on the life insurance side of things or, or health insurance, it's really easy. Like once you're sick, that's it. Too late. Too late. Can't, can't sell you an insurance policy. Can't sell you life insurance policy. Can't sell you health insurance policy. You have to buy the insurance before there's an event that you actually need it. So same thing with earthquake insurance. We know there's an earthquake coming in California, right? We know we're, we're, we're overdue for a uh, significant earthquake, the big one. Um, when's it going to happen? Nobody knows. But if you don't have an earthquake policy in place today and it happens today, guess what? Sorry, so sorry. Not going to so work. Sorry. Uh, we get emails all day. Uh, it, all the time especially right now during during the wildfire season and they send what's called moratoriums so moratoriums on uh, new business moratoriums on endorsements to change deductibles and things like that and these moratoriums means you can't sell business you can't write new business in these zip codes because there's wildfires happening because there's riots happening because there's whatever it is it could be happening that's happening in those areas once you get to that point, it's too late. If you have your identity stolen and you did not opt for that $30 ID theft endorsement, it's too late. You're going to be out of pocket tens of thousands of dollars. If your kid if your kid said something stupid on Facebook and called, caused a financial loss to someone else and you didn't have the personal injury endorsement on your homeowner's policy, it's too late. So oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I'm trying to look for a time to play that. <laughs> so that's that's you know that's what we're talking about when when it's take the sale away. It's it's when the window closes. It's too late. We can't do it anymore because something has already occurred, and we want to put we want to get ahead of it. You know, if you're driving your truck and you lose control of your boat, we want you to already have the coverage that you need in place. So that you don't lose your home, you don't lose uh, all of your assets. Rather than you know, afterwards you call me and you're like, "Damn, I I, I should have had that coverage." Mm, mm, mm. Not and, a good situation. Yeah, never a good situation, and the client will be upset because uh, that's the way it works. But that's why you need to present it up front. All right, trick number five: psych sales trick number five: be unreasonable, then back to reality. All right, did you look at this one? Do you know what this one means at all? No, I didn't. Did I lose you? Uh-oh. We lost James on the on the screen. I think he hit the wrong button. All right. Well, he's coming back right now. There you go. He came back. I, I lose. I, like, hit the wrong button. I know. I, I'm, my hand over my mouse and stupid Mac. Uh, <laughs> Mac. 
it's stupid math. Anyway, uh, so take this. Uh, sorry, be unreasonable, then back to reality. This is this is a great sales trick, and I, I love the way that they present it. They're like, all right, Mister and Mrs. Customer. So here's the policy. Here's all the coverages that we uh, discussed. Here's X Y Z. This endorsement, that endorsement, this limit of liability. Blah blah blah. blah. That's gonna be ten thousand dollars a year, and you just get the what? Yeah, like I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's thirteen hundred dollars a year. Actually, I should I should have been ready. They would have said, "I say, hold up, wait a minute." <laughs> that's what happened. That's great. Hold up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh, do you ever do that with uh, with the kids or uh, in oh, well, in class it, it, or anything? And the, the example they gave here, yeah, I, I've done I've done that a, a number of times. So so the example they give in the article is the teacher goes up to the students and says, "All right, guys, we got a ten page paper due on Friday," and the class is like, <gasps> and they're like, "I'm just kidding. All right, it's only going to be three pages, right? And you're good to go." But if you would have started with, "Hey, class, we're going to have a three page paper due on Friday." The class would have been like, right? And then that's it. That's the answer. But they feel better about the situation now that it's only three pages. My contractor would do the same thing to me. He'd call me up. He's like, hey, dude, we got this problem. It's going to be like $7,000 to fix it. And I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad, dude. It's just There is something that we need to fix, but it's only going to be like $1,000. In hindsight now, I mean, if he would have started with 1000 it still would have sucked, Right, but because he started with the other value, now that doesn't that, that now that thousand dollars doesn't look so bad. So doesn't hurt know, as bad, right? It doesn't hurt as bad. And and uh, a little thing about this one is you also got to gauge your audience, right? Who are you talking to? If you're right. talking to the guy who's the analytic and who's looking at all the numbers, and you come with something like that, that's gonna be a joke that's not funny. That's like my kids looking at me saying, wah, "That's wah, a dad wah. joke." Right. You don't want to you don't want to come off as that. But if you had a good rapport with your client and you, you can go back and forth and you have that kind of, you know, joking type of attitude, then that's cool. That's how you're going to do it. They know they're going to come out of pocket at some point to cover for their insurance. Uh, insurance is not free. We all know that. But understanding what we're going to pay and how we present that information, this gives you a little bit of that leeway, right? Now you're going back and forth. Ah, dude, it's only going to be like five grand a year. Five grand? Just kidding, dude. It's going to be like $1,000 a year, but we can break that up into monthly payments. It'll, you know, it'll be something like whatever, you know, 100 bucks a month or 90, 80 bucks a month, whatever you're going to, whatever you're going to come out of, right? But that's the whole point, right? Is, is you, you, uh, what Molina would call that was anchor and adjust. This is right. really what that yes. is in, well in, done. in psychology. It's well anchoring done. and adjusting. Right, look at you, look at you <laughs> using at, these behavioral look, economic terms. Melina would be proud, right? She would be Melina proud. Would be proud. <laughs> so this is anchoring and adjusting. This is this is setting the price high and then coming down uh, to where you actually want to be, uh, and and it it eases the tension. You you anchor them really high and then coming back down to that reality point makes it so much easier to swallow, even though you're still coming out of pocket. Hundred percent. And uh, huge shout out, Monica. Thank you so much. Love you too. Appreciate Aww. you. <laughs> All right. Number six. six. Sell on the emotion trigger first. Now, this is a good one. I mean, this is we're we're in insurance, right? We definitely mm-hmm. sell on emotion. When it comes right down to it, there's uh, you know, you you've got your two types of customers. I mean, there's plenty of different types of customers, but two that I'm thinking of is the ones that just want what they need and don't try and sell me on anything else. Uh, by the way, I try not to work with those ones as much. I'm not an order taker. I'm a consultant. Um, and then you've got your people that, you know, want to actually purchase policies that are intended to protect them from whatever may come that, you know, whatever unseen, uh, unseen, unforeseen 
events that may come. So it's it's those unforeseen. It's that fear that we're kind of driven on. I mean, it's it's uh, it's all of us. It's it's what the industry essentially works on. Uh, but another thing that you're able to do if you are developing a relationship with your customer, and that's you know that big R word, right? The relationship with your customer is to figure out what things they value and trigger those emotions. What In kind other of people words, they are. Yeah. What kind of people are they? Uh, for me, for example, one of my big goals, one of my um, one of my big life goals is to solve homelessness. So if you're trying to sell me something and you say, by the way, uh, when uh you know when you buy this from me i'm going to take 25% 10% of of the commissions that i earn from this and i'm going to dedicate it i'm going to donate it to uh, a charity organization that you are uh you know that you care about which a is a perfect or- time right now to plug uh the amazon thing for uh, for the uh- yeah i might as well throw that in there uh, so smile.amazon.com for those of you who are unaware uh instead of going directly to amazon.com just put a smile in front of it smile.amazon.com and then you can select whichever charity organization that you choose whatever you're passionate about and every time you order something from smile.amazon.com and it's the same as amazon.com you just put a smile in front of it right uh it will donate a part of your purchase to that organization so just saying just saying and you know what i'm gonna take this time by the way to kind of like you know throw in a little plug in here too uh this is one of those things that we like to do uh, on our show look we're, we're giving you a lot of content that can help you increase your sales and if you want to grow your own business grow your own independent agency have the tools accessible and have us at your beck and call essentially right have our team right there to support you go to pipelineinsurance.com slash agent opportunities we're providing agents the opportunity to literally plug and play if you have an existing business maybe you're a tax professional maybe you're in loans maybe you're in real estate and you want to add another other income stream. We have it set up so that you can literally plug and play this thing. Uh, and we're we're li- just today, just today, if you guys pay attention to uh, at Insurance Bro Show on social media, you'll see James's story talking about how we're improving the onboarding process to wow you. It's already a great onboarding process, but we're working on our, our emotional aspect of it, mm-hmm. just like these psychological tricks that are being put, uh, put into uh, content for you so you can consume them. We're also doing the same type of thing, not really trying to trick you, but trying to appease your emotions as you go through the buying process so we can teach you to implement these same types of strategies in your own book of business to increase your sales and even better to increase your retention. So check out pipelineinsurance.com slash agent opportunities for more details. Awesome. Moving on to number seven, which is build value that exceeds the price. Build value that exceeds the price. So, you know, this is kind of tying into the same thing that we were just talking about, getting into the emotion. What are the things that are important to your customer and how are you providing a solution that's going to help with with what's important to them. Um, for me personally, I mean, I always go back to my own personal why statement. I'm inspired to spread positivity and empower others to create wealth for today and generational wealth for tomorrow so that we all might thrive in life's abundance and pass that opportunity on to those we hold dear. So this is what, what propels me. And these are the things that I want to also provide to my customers, to my agents. I want to build value that that exceeds the price. What are the things that are important to you? Is it family? Is it freedom? Is it 
travel? Is it residual income? Is it helping others? Whatever the whatever it is, let's find that. Let's let's build that together through our agency, through our partnership. Uh, and if you're a customer, I want to make sure that I'm putting you with the right products that's going to protect all of those things that are important to you. Here's the here's the thing about about price. Like we live in the internet age where people it's it's honestly it's a race to the bottom. So you're looking at everything from from it could be think about Amazon. You want to buy a microphone, for example, on Amazon. You can look on microphone. You can look at microphones, and it's a race to the bottom. You're gonna look at the lowest price first. Is gonna come up unless you change your filter settings. Why? Because <laughs> everybody wants to make a sale, and when you get to the bottom of the price, your margins also become different. Uh, just because you have an inexpensive. Uh, policy doesn't mean that that carrier provides some of the same coverages or some of the same uh, benefits that might that might actually help out your client. So mm -hmm. understanding that value and stacking that value, if you can't be the cheapest, be the most expensive. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but think <laughs> about this. It's not always about the premium price. It's about the quality of service that you're providing above and beyond just the insurance stuff. There are things that you can do for your clientele where, you know, uh, uh, things that you should be doing as an insurance pro, but things that are not the normal, things like doing those annual reviews, maybe sending out those holiday events, maybe in, enjoying uh, being part of your network group and you, you're sending them referrals for their existing businesses, maybe giving them uh, additional promotions like starting a podcast and giving them additional content. These are all yeah. value adds that you can add to your client base and it gives them a reason to want to pay that little bit of extra premium because they want to come to you individually. So find ways to build value that exceed the price. Don't always make it a race to the bottom because you're not a bottom feeder. You're at the top. <laughs> you, you need to make yourself one of the top producers. They don't call them bottom producers, right? They're the top producers out there because they're bringing value more than just the policy, more than just the price. Trusted advisors always aim to be a trusted advisor. Uh, speaking of which, that will help you uh, in trick number eight here, which is fight against suspicion. To me, that just says relationship, relationship, relationship. If you have a reputation, if you come off as, if you talk like a sleazy, slick oil car salesman, which somebody called me that not too long ago, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a troll on the Facebook and I was like, just okay. floored. But anyway, um, if you come off as someone who is that slick, you know, uh, car used car salesperson, then that 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 that's what it's going to look like. Perception is reality. So, uh, building that relationship and and being authentic, being genuine, admitting if you don't know an answer, you know, going back to find the answer, providing as much uh, education about different coverages, just lay it out all on the line. Be as authentic as you possibly can, and you won't have that suspicion problem. No, and and it it comes down to again, you what you're giving to this relationship is always going to be more than what you're receiving, and just get over it. That's the way it's going to work. It works that way, by the way, in your own personal relationships too. If you want your relationship to work, then you're going to be the one giving more effort. You should be the one giving more, right? Because that's what's going to happen. There, it's 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 the reciprocity of giving that actually returns things later on. Mm, you're not you're 100%. not doing it with the intent of re of receiving anything but you're doing it with the intent of empowering the other person to enjoy the relationship or empowering yourself to enjoy the relationship that you have with each other. So when it comes to your client itself, right? Understand that 
if there's somebody who doesn't know you, this is why you want to make sure you have case studies, why you have past client referrals, why you have current client referrals, why you have videos, why you have uh, testimonials, why you have your story on Instagram, all those things showing people who you are, because believe it or not, you know, you have a reputation. You may not know that you have a reputation, but you have one, even if you're not on social media as much as everybody else. And that whole suspicious thing about, I don't want to be on social media. I don't want people knowing what I, what I put out there. You need to get over that. Let's face it. You are in control of what you post. You decide who you are. You decide what brand you have and everybody else is going to see that. If you're the guy who posts pictures, but if you're the person who posts pictures of their food all the time, guess what? You're the food guy. Whether you liked it to be or not, you're the food guy. But if you're the guy who's going, who, who does a story after you run every day, guess what? You're that athletic guy that runs every day. If you're the guy who does a podcast every day about insurance or, or business, guess what? You're the guy who does a podcast every day. You create your brand. So you take control of what you're putting on social media. If you got pictures of birds all over your Instagram, guess what? You're a bird nerd. Uh, <laughs> but, let everybody see what you want them to see. But that does get us right into this uh, number nine here, which is gathering your crowd, gathering the crowd. Um, and exactly what you're talking about when it comes to building your brand, you do get to choose what your brand is because it's all about the content that you put out. If you're if you're putting out pictures of birds, you're gonna attract the bird nerds. I'm I'm a bird nerd, by the way. Uh, if you put out all kinds of pictures of food, you're gonna you're going to attract the people that love food porn, right? You're going to attract the people who enjoyed it, whatever it is that you're putting out. So, uh, and that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you are, uh, you know, in the insurance space, you use these things to attract people and then you slide those insurance things in there. Uh, maybe in your stories, for example, you find ways to, to throw it in there in other things that you do just, the trick really is to get in front of people, tell them what it is that you do. And when I talk about gather the crowd, the first thing that came to my mind was reviews. Make sure that you've got those uh, Yelp reviews, Google reviews, get all of those in there, get those testimonials, uh, everything that you were just talking about. Like I, I switched it to uh, tip number nine while you were talking because everything that you were saying was all about gathering the crowd, gathering your crowd uh, and getting as much, as much uh, as many raving fans fans as you can and i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on this uh, again i've touched on it in the past but if you wake up every day and you hate giving a call to your to your book of business you don't like dealing with specific customers i want to i want to point the finger at you and say this is your fault you have decided what you're doing or who you're working with you have decided what clients you're getting by the bait that you're putting out your hooks your offers your marketing your marketing that you're putting out is attracting a specific kind of client and if you don't like the clients that you're working at you're working with you need to switch the type of marketing that you're doing so you're attracting the people that you want to work with that's why i suggest you decide who you are and post those things on social media and be that person that that you want other people to see because people that are like you are going to be attracted to you and are going to want to do business with you. And I would rather wake up every day and make phone calls to people who are like-minded and who I can have a conversation with and have fun with and do business with than the people I don't, right? So you need to look at your own book 100%. of business and decide, are these the customers that I want to work with and get yourself in a position where you can fire those people, but go out and work and look for the clients that you actually want to do business with. You got to get you your go. own crowd. And uh, the people that you want to do business with more often than not are going to be a lot like you mirroring your client's behavior. I mean, there's definitely, you know, the, the psychological trick, right? If, if I have my hand on my cheek and I'm kind of tapping my cheek and you start doing the same thing, 
right? It's it's one of these psychological tricks that that people use in uh, just in general communication, mirroring. Um, but when it comes right down to it, when when you're working with your customers, to your point, if you hate calling your customers, it's because they're not like you. They don't get you. You wouldn't go out and have a beer with them. You wouldn't go out and have dinner with them. But gathering people that are like you, if you're like me, I like you. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, we attract people that are in our circle. Our tribes will find each other. That's the beauty of the internet today. Literally, you're here. Here's a, here's something that, that blew my mind when I found this out. Uh, I had, I, I think it was in a book, but they were talking about how uh, the people were complaining about what they saw on their social media feeds. So you would, oh, yeah. they would complain about it. They're like, oh man, every time I open my, my, phone. I, all I see is, uh, you know, uh, anti-Trump stuff. I hate all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? That's what's grabbing your attention. That's what you keep looking at. So the algorithm is going to show you what you are looking at. Yep. If you don't like what you see on your algorithm, go ahead and watch the other side. I, I you know, and I tell people this all the time and we use political politics right now because it's just, it's almost election time, because right? it's yeah, 20 days or whatever it 20 is. Days out. If you're going to watch Fox news, Fox news, I suggest you watch MSNBC as well. You may not agree with one side or the other, but get both sides so that you can have a good understanding and make your own decision. If you're watching one thing on social media that keeps popping up, look at the complete opposite so that the algorithm starts to pay attention a little more to the other side and you start to get a balance on what you're doing on your social media feed. That algorithm is really more like a mirror than you know. It's mm. bringing you the things that you are attracted to. That's why on my social media feed, I see a lot of Mike Tyson. I see a lot of Michael Jordan. I see a lot, and I couldn't figure out why I was looking at these people. And then James pointed out, it's because you're attracted to the greats. You're attracted to the goats. Like That's what you like to look at. I'm like, you know what? That's that's actually right. I do like to see those people. I like their struggle stories and how they got mm -hmm, to where they're mm -hmm. going to be. So when I talk to people in real life, guess who I tend to go after? If there's a crowd of people, I want to talk to the one that it's in uh, that has a center of attention. I want to talk to that person. That's who I gravitate to, and that's who I want. And I don't go over there and talk to them like in a, like a groupie style. I want them to know my name. And to be part, and I want to be part of that circle. So that's how I operate. And as such, my social media feed is the same way. Mirror your clients. In other words, understand who you are, and then start to start to uh, talk to those specific per people. Start to talk to the market that is just like you, and you're going to see that your clients are going to come in, and you're going to like doing business with them. That's right. That's right. So there we go, ladies and gents. Ten psychological tricks to help you improve. Give it a uh, a ten. A ten. Tan. <laughs> give it a tan uh so that'll hopefully help everybody improve their sales again the link to the article is in the show notes uh in the comments feel free to check that out and uh, give a little read for yourself don't forget always to follow me on all my social media at insurance bro show uh if you want to be a guest on the show i would love to have you on go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest don't forget to uh before you click off here subscribe like Give us a comment. Give us a review. Uh, help us show up higher on the search results so that all of the other agents out there who are struggling and and uh, figuring things out on as they go, they can gain all this value from the stuff that we're putting out. So uh, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. Other than that, I got nothing else. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Uh, thank you for the commentary. And uh, what do I always say? You rock my socks. You have my heart. I love you all. Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Carrier Experience Podcast. James is a CEO of the Pipeline team of San Diego and is always in the market for top talent. 
If you are an agent looking for a place to hang your license, visit PipelineInsurance.com backslash agent opportunities or send an email to newagent at PipelineInsurance.com. You can find James on all social media at Insurance Bro.